Menno Middle got you down? Crush your sugar cravings with delicious, all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause, created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at bossabars.com and save 10% every time with code KD10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. What if I told you that eating a healthier, more nutritious diet might be as simple as upgrading a go-to kitchen staple? I'm talking about your salt and pepper shakers and why my guest today is on a mission to rethink how we spice up our everyday meals. Meet startup founder and food activist Raina Kumra, here to dish on her plant-powered pantry essentials company Spicewell, which turns your pantry into a wellness medicine cabinet. Welcome, Raina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled as well. We, we got connected by a, a former guest of mine, Susan McPherson, who came on to talk about networking. Uh, she shared both you and your company in her newsletter. And I was like, I need to know more about this incredible salt and pepper. Uh, so I would love it if you could share with our listeners, you know, what Spicewell is and why did you launch this company? Well, Susan is awesome, and I'm so grateful that um, you found us through through that. And um, Spicewell is a infant company. We are just two and a half months out of the gates uh, with a live product. And uh, there's actually a, a good story of how it came to be. I have worked my entire career in tech and media for decades and um, grew up in an Indian household with Indian cooking and a lot of Ayurveda, which I always sort of, you know, put onto the side as like, oh yeah, yeah, that's just food. You know, it can never really be a career because that's my food. Um, And then in the middle of the pandemic, we had multiple overlapping health disasters in the family. First, my husband had a planned uh, knee surgery. So he had ACL, LCL and MCL all replaced. Wow. And I brought him home from the hospital the next day. So he's recovering the next day. My kids were in a bike accident and my daughter broke her collarbone. She's five years old. So then I had a household of two people who were bedridden and down. And I was doing all of the meals, all of the snacks, all of the hydration, all of the bathroom visit assists, all of the sponge baths. And I oh was my gosh. dying. Um, and of course, also, you know, being a mom, my my son had PTSD from the from the accident. He was fine otherwise, but uh, I also had a day job and I was running a fund in LA and I had um, another consulting client that I was working with. And I was literally at my limit. I was dying. And I was like, okay what can I do to heal them as fast as possible? And of course, because <laughs> you're, like, this is, this need, you're like, this needs to end. Everybody needs like, to get out of bed. How do we finish this? Like, yeah. How do I get out of this um, caretaking scenario? Because caretaking is so, so hard. And for all the caretakers out there, thank you. I, that job is just, I cannot do, I could not sustain it. And because it was the pandemic and because of COVID, I couldn't get anyone in either. So I was solo. So I went into the kitchen and I was like, okay, I had a little bit of knowledge about, you know, eating right to heal bones. And uh, I had broken an elbow when I was in New York in my twenties. And so I, you know, had a lot of time then to read up on um, the fact that if you eat a lot of kale, your bones can heal faster and your muscles and your tendons and all of that. So I was like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to feed them exclusively <laughs> kale. Exactly. And kale exclusively turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> and then the turmeric, you know, I was like, we'll keep the inflammation down. Then they won't be in pain. That way they can walk faster. I mean, this was all to get me <laughs> out of caretaking. You had a good plan. <laughs> I was highly motivated. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and, and it worked. And so they both, I, I, I went nuts, right? I went into the garden. I was picking uh, vegetables like right out of our boxes. I was dehydrating kale and, and powdering it and putting it, you know, because it's a five-year-old, you have to hide it and everything. Sure. And, and brownies, Smoothies, right. <laughs> macaroni and cheese, like whatever I could put it in and get it into their bodies, I was doing. And it worked. The, both, both of their doctors were surprised. They both healed three weeks faster than they would have normally healed. Wow. I gave amazing. some broth, leftover broth to a neighbor who has chronic neck pain and he had had like his second or third neck surgery. And he came back the next day and he's like, can I have some more? Because that is the first time that I have not been in pain. This is way better than Tylenol. This is way better than any of the painkillers that I've been given. I was like, whoa, okay. Maybe there's something here. Maybe I should do something with this. And so that's sort of the origin story for Spicewell. And then I went down a rabbit hole of looking up, you know, market research around how we're all walking around with a nutrient deficiency and how those nutrient deficiencies open us up to experiencing chronic disease and how chronic disease leads us to taking pharmaceuticals and supplements, which cost a lot of money, but don't actually do that much for you and do not heal you. They just sort of mitigate symptoms. So that was like where the activism component came out, because once you see how the food industry is and how big food treats us, and you really look at those ingredients, once you see that, you cannot unsee it. And it makes you really angry. I can totally imagine. And, and, and when you say also that there's a nutrient gap in the American diet, you're not kidding, because the number that I saw on your website was that 92% of Americans experience some kind of nutrition deficiency, which is pretty astonishing. So what exactly does Spicewell do? Tell us about your products and how it can help close that nutrient gap. Yeah, sure. So I worked really hard to create something that would be a bit of a gap filler so what Spicewell does is it gives you 21 vitamins and minerals that you don't always get in your salt and pepper. In fact, you never get it. Um, and it's about 10% of your daily vitamins um, in a half teaspoon. And that half teaspoon of salt and pepper can be spread across two meals. It just sort of depends on how people like to salt and pepper their food. Um, and what I also added was an Ayurvedic component. So I worked with uh, an Ayurvedic Institute and an expert in India to really dig into studies that have been happening for many, many years about the use of turmeric. And with turmeric, you don't want to just have a golden latte once, right? That's not that that might help for a moment, but really the trick is layering it on every day. And then it builds up in your system and it starts to really help mitigate inflammation that's caused by all these other unhealthy ingredients we're eating. So Spicewell has uh, a number of really great things, but the, but the best part is, is that these are not lab created vitamins. These are all sourced from plants. So it's kale, it's broccoli, it's cranberry, it's chlorella, it's sunflower seeds, it's sweet potato, 
and it's reishi mushrooms. So we have put everything in there in a flavor profile that is just a little bit better pepper and a little bit better salt. And um, you should be able to cook with it. It's heat resistant vitamins because they come from plants. They're meant to be cooked with. And the salt also is low sodium because one of my board members who used to run the USDA and is now on the board of Nestle told me it has to be low sodium or she's not joining the board. So I, All right. I made sure I made sure that we had a low sodium product. And then, you know, it is, it is a real challenge um, to find a salt that is tasty and also low sodium. And so what kind of salt is that then? Is it? It is pink Himalayan salt sourced from Pakistan because we wanted to start with an Ayurvedic base. And in the world of Ayurveda, there's actually so many types of salts and they all have different medicinal properties. And pink Himalayan salt is one of the coolest salts. And so if you look at our packaging, our pepper is red, um, kind of has a red theme and our salt has a cooler blue theme. So we sort of were working off of the Ayurvedic principles of heating and cooling foods. Raina, can you tell us a little bit more about those Ayurvedic principles? Because I know Ayurveda is a natural system of medicine, you know, rooted in India, has existed for thousands of years. What are the principles and how it applies to cooking? And maybe give a little bit more background uh, to our listeners who might not be familiar with this. Yeah, sure. So Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word, which means life and knowledge. And so this is really the baseline of all Indian health, uh, health and wellness. And uh, it's broken up into um, what we call five doshas, which uh, every single one of us fits into these different sort of body types. And there's also five elements that are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And so that's where this sort of theory of foods that heat you up and warm you up like turmeric and pepper. Uh, they kind of boost your metabolism. They boost your uh, digestive fire. These are the, the heating foods. And then there, there also needs to be a balance of cooling foods. So that would be where pink Himalayan salt is actually a cooling salt. There are also warming salts, but this is a specifically cooling salt that helps your body calm itself down. And it also helps your cells absorb some of the nutrients that we have in, in, infused into the salt and pepper. The power of plants is obviously something that is becoming so well known. We see plant power in like our beauty products. There's obviously, we all know now to shop the rainbow. We've heard food activist and author Michael Pollan famously say, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Uh, when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more from you about why are plants superfoods and how we can incorporate them into your diet using SpiceWell. We've all seen red light facial masks all over Instagram and beauty spas and dermatologists' offices. But did you know red light technology can also rejuvenate your pelvic floor, not just your face? As we age and lose estrogen, our skin, vagina, and intimate tissues get dry. The result? Painful sex, more UTIs, and increased bladder leakage. I've experienced all three. And let me tell you, they are zero fun. And it doesn't have to be this way. Meet Joy Lux, a sexual health and wellness company founded by women for women. Joy Lux offers a red light home use device called VFIT to rejuvenate your pelvic floor. This revolutionary device promotes vaginal wellness, natural lubrication, improves strength and sensation, and increases confidence. 
all from the privacy of home at a fraction of the cost of in-office options. Get your confidence back. Reconnect with your partner. Take charge of your intimate health. Who doesn't want easy-to-use at-home care? Sign me up and spread the word. JoyLux has an exclusive code for certain age listeners. Take $50 off the VFIT with code Katie50. That's K-A-T-I-E-5-0 for $50 off. Head to joylux.com for the love of your V. Okay, Rhina, we're back from the break. Rhina, when we headed into it, we were talking about plants as superfoods. I'm curious to know more about some of the ingredients that are in Spicewell and why you picked these particular plants to power your spices. Sure. So Spicewell, like I said, is, is rooted in Ayurveda and it's really full of phytonutrients. And why are phytonutrients important? because we are humans, we are animals, and we were designed to eat plants. We were not designed to eat uh, highly processed packaged goods all day long. And from those plants, not only do you get some of your main essential vitamins, but you also get all of these other properties that help your body adapt to stress. For example, that's what um, the that's what the ashwagandha in the salt does. It's classified as an adaptogen. And it helps your body regulate its cortisol response. So when you get stressed out, if you've got ashwagandha in your system, it will help you from spiking your cortisol and getting more stressed out. Um, And the turmeric is another example of an adaptogen. And this is what's known as Indian ginseng. A lot of people are familiar with turmeric, but the combination of the pepper and the turmeric together creates a much more effective recipe, a much more effective formulation where they activate each other. And then with just a little bit of fat, especially if you're cooking with some oil or ghee, it really helps your cells absorb all of the vitamins and it helps them absorb all of the anti-inflammatory properties that are happening within that formulation. So So it's really about plants working together with your cells because there's what, like, 250 million varieties of plants and we eat one or 2% of them, uh, but they're all a form of medicine. That's absolutely astonishing. That is such a teeny tiny number. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so interesting. When I started Spicewell, I went down a full rabbit hole of plant medicine. I enrolled in a course and I learned so much and it's amazing how much we do not know about our bodies and how much we do not know about plants that are grown on earth where most of our pharmaceuticals chemical composition actually comes from is from these plants that they find because go ahead go on oh what okay so the most interesting thing I learned from my plant medicine course was that the reason why plants are medicine is because they don't have legs and so I love I love this they don't have (laughs) legs they can't run away so they therefore have to have a means chemicals of attracting and protecting themselves, attracting pollinators and protecting themselves. That is absolutely hilarious. So and they, that's why we have medicine. So they just have to root themselves down, figure it out for themselves, become their best selves wherever they are blooming and planted. 
That that's is, right. That's hilarious. You do say on your website that our food and health systems are broken and that, um, you know, we're, we're not obviously, we're eating too much processed food. We're, it sounds like we're eating a fraction of the healthy plants and spices that are available to us. And we are reliant on, um, on, on you know, pills and supplements and, and things to, um, you know, keep our bodies healthy. You know, why have you made food activism a part of your, you know, of your messaging and a part of the the way that you're running your business? I'm really doing this for my kids because they will have been exposed to five to 10 times more chemicals than we have as we grew up. And they will have to face a lot more issues, uh, health issues, because the food, you know, the food, like there is this 80 harvest left issue. There's a food shortage issue. There's a water shortage issue. They all have so much to deal with. And I just want them to have a baseline of healthy foods in everything, in every opportunity. And what is one opportunity that every American uses every day, it's salt and pepper. So that's sort of why I wanted this to be my contribution to fighting big food and fighting big pharma, because these two are very linked. And and you have um, testers living at home. How old are your kids and what do they like to use Spicewell on? Do they, you know, do they eat French fries? And if they do, are they sprinkling your salt on it? Tell us a little bit about what we can expect in terms of taste. Yeah. So five and eight year old, uh, very picky eaters, taste test approved. They put it on <laughs> avocado toast. They put it on scrambled eggs. They put it on mac and cheese. They put it on French fries. They put it on everything. I've been just slicing up cucumber and they have been seasoning it um, themselves. And they're, they're big fans. They're also, I think, part of my sales team, apparently, because they keep talking about it at school. But, you know, great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the taste, I mean, we have gotten so much feedback. We've now probably moved about 600, 700 units and people are coming back and they love it. And I'm so happy because I worked so hard on the flavor profile because, you know, if the flavor isn't good, it doesn't matter how wonderful all the other attributes are. You have to have it taste right or people will not use it. So, and how did you go about doing that? Are you are you doing this at home? Are you working with a uh, commercial kitchen at this point? You know, we we love to to hear the sort of the backstory on how some, someone goes from an idea to a product on a shelf. Uh, is it e commerce? Do you have it in stores? Fill us in a little bit on your journey yeah, so far. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's been such a journey, and it's been so fun because I've always just worked in digital, right? I've only done media, and I've done a ton in tech, and I've done investing, but. None of that involves really moving around atoms. And that has been like a big, uh, a big uh, way of me understanding and relearning a world in which I live and have ignored for years. I, I used to just open up a package and eat it and never gave two seconds of thought about how it got there. Um, so I've loved, I've loved this process. So I started in my kitchen. I, you know, started with my KitchenAid. I got a lot of salt. I got a lot of pepper. Our entire house really smelled of pepper. It still does. It is perfume. Um, and, and I just like went kind of crazy. Like I just kept trying and trying and trying. I made at least 16 different versions of the salt. I got it down to five after a lot of taste testing, a lot of focus groups, 
And, um, and I gave it to the pickiest testers I know. And I also gave it to someone who is a super taster who um, has extra taste buds and will tell you immediately if they hate it. Where, <laughs> so, where, where does one find a super taster, by the way? Did you just, I, 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 just, I just got lucky finding yeah. one, but <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you're a what? <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's so cool. Um, yeah. And then I've worked with a, a food scientist um, who formerly worked for Kellogg's that one of my advisors introduced me to. And, um, and then I, moved it into a, a co-packer and a factory. I sourced everything from the best possible sources that I could find of the cleanest ingredients. I tested it. I double lab tested everything as well. And then we started, you know, I got packaging, which took a really long time, but I finally got there. And then we had everything ready to go. And the whole thing probably took eight or nine months after I kind of landed on the final formulation. And what do you see as the opportunity for this? Is it just, you know, unlimited? Do you, are you marketing this to people who are health foods or for home cooks? Is it, is it for anyone who enjoys food? I like to joke that my, um, my market uh, potential is 8 billion people because <laughs> everybody loves salt and pepper. <laughs> Almost everybody uses it. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I have like an ambitious way of thinking about this, where I would love to see this in everyone's pantry. Um, because now a lot of people are using fancy salts, they're using their maldon, they're using uh, Himalayan salt, and those aren't even iodized in, for the most part. So now we're even getting less nutrients in our salt and pepper. So I really feel like it's important that people start to pay attention to every opportunity to get more nutrient dense foods into their diets. And how does having iodized salt help that? So uh, 1924, so almost a hundred years ago, we added iodine to our salt and that was to prevent goiter. Um, and now more and more people not having iodized salt, like, yes, there are some health problems that are coming from that. So having iodine, like, and so this is what we have in our, in our salt, we have 10% of vitamin D, vitamin A, E, C, K, B6, B12, thiamine, niacin, folate, biotin, iron, iodine, selenium, manganese, molybdenum, and riboflavin, and copper, chromium, and zinc. Wow. So, You're like yeah. a box of Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> I hope better but, than Cheerios. But, but better than Cheerios, but not processed. <laughs> not processed. Yeah. Yeah. Blended, but not processed. Blended, exactly. but not processed. I, I love this. So, you know, when I uh, you know looked you up and reached out to you, I, I, I did it through LinkedIn because I'm always on that platform. I noticed that you have a phenomenal LinkedIn headline that says, don't put me in a box. And <laughs> I was like, that is a great headline. So I want to hear a little bit, you know, you, you already said on the show, you worked in media, you worked in tech. Um, you know, how did you decide to put on this entrepreneurial hat? Like, did was it, I know that the story, the genesis, when you, your family went through this health crisis and you said, like, let me come up with a solution. But if it wasn't going to be this, did you always know you were going to be an entrepreneur? Could you have launched this business earlier in your career? Is it something that had to happen, you know, after you've spent years sort of building your other core skills? It's, um, it's so interesting. I think I wasn't out of my own way um, about 
launching something in food. So that took a really long time for me to convince myself that it was okay to not do something in tech, which had, I was really wrapped up in that identity of like, I'm a technology investor and I'm a technologist and I only do tech startups. So I couldn't possibly do a startup in any other field. And so no one told me that that was just me telling myself that. (laughs) So we tell ourselves a lot of stories that we, that we like to, you know, believe to be true. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We, we definitely hold ourselves back. So I think I wouldn't have been able to take off that identity um, as easily in maybe 10 years before, because I was really wrapped up in it then. And I was still like sort of building my career around that identity. But after a certain point and after a certain age, I was also like, I don't care. Actually, I can do whatever I want. And I have demonstrated that I can be successful at doing a lot of different things. And so that's, and that was tied to my LinkedIn headline (laughs) in a way where I'm just like, people really want to put you in a box. And as a generalist who has done a lot of things, I've had a career in government, I've had a career in tech, I've had a career in advertising. I was so tired of being pigeonholed or rather people getting very confused and and not liking that I did a lot of things. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I am able to do more things than maybe most people. So I'm just going to keep doing them. Yeah. Keep trying new, taking new things on for size. And it sounds like this sort of, you know, midlife confidence, um, you know, allowed you to just have a different conversation with yourself about what you could be doing and, and where you could be doing it. Are there other benefits of doing this? type of um, entrepreneurial project at midlife? Do you bring other skills? Is it a network? What are some bonuses? Uh, okay. to be, to, a lot of people want to start businesses at midlife and sometimes think I'm too old. I think it's an advantage. And I'd love to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. on this. It is. Okay. So you're going to love this story because I was in a career midlife crisis before the health crisis came that kind of launched Spicewell. And I was about to take a job at like some consulting firm, you know, as a partner, which would have been a lot of money and like prestige and all those things that you think that you want. Um, and then I, I just was walking one day, my, my father has passed away, um, almost 10 years ago now, but I remembered one thing that he, he said, and he was 44 when he quit Intel and launched his new business, which was in wireless, which was, you know, the very early days of the cellular wireless industry. And he always said to me, look, I didn't figure out what I really wanted to do until I was 45. And when you're 45, you might know. (laughs) And I'm, I'm 44 right now. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally that moment. You beat him. You beat him by a year. (laughs) I mean, I won't say that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, And then he went on and like had a very successful career in the wireless industry. And he was California's first and only independent wireless network for many, many years. He was like the last holdout that didn't sell to AT&T and Verizon. 
Um, I love and, this story. I love this story. You yeah. never and I, he that he shared it with you, and that you know he let yeah. you know that that you don't have to figure it out when you're young. Because I think that a lot yeah. of times that we get those messages. You know, you need to get in your lane and stay there. You need to climb, 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 and that we feel sometimes trapped. And he, you know, he shared with you that you could get to midlife and start something entirely new. What a wonderful yeah. message. Yeah, exactly. And I think if I didn't have that sentence rattling around somewhere in my head, I might have taken that job and been miserable. I love it. And Spicewell would never have existed. We'd all be eating boring salt and pepper. All right, (laughs) Ryan, we're moving into the end of the show. I want to do a quick speed round because I always love um, getting these sort of, you know, bing, 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 bada bang, quick one word answers, two word answers from my guests because I learned so much at the end. Uh, so do you want to do this with me? I do. Let's, let's do go. It. All right, let's go. Launching Spicewell into the world was? Hard. <laughs> I always appreciate the honesty. All right. <laughs> Favorite dish to use Spicewell on? Um, avocado toast. Your website says to eat the rainbow. What's one rainbow food that's always in your grocery cart? Purple cabbage. Ooh, I love that too. All right, surprise. This buzzy health food is never in my grocery cart. Uh, oh, that is a buzzy. Oh, sorry. That totally is- have no answer for you on that. <laughs> That's good. It sounds like they're all in there. That works. I, think I honestly, everything is market research right now. So I am buying all of it. <laughs> you, have, you have an overstuff card. Okay. We, don't, we do, do not want to be behind you at the checkout counter. Okay. No, Go to healthy snack. Uh, cucumber with spice well. My favorite self-care practice is? Meditation for five minutes. All right. You have two young kids. That's five minutes is all we can get. That's all I get. <laughs> and you're building an empire. So you're busy. All right. A book or podcast for budding entrepreneurs? Uh, well, I just read Kara Golden's uh, wonderful book, um, and that really helped me when I was starting my business. So I highly recommend that. That was that was super helpful. It made me feel really not alone in the journey. Okay, fabulous. I will put that in the show notes. I'm a big, big hint fan. My favorite flavor is watermelon. Uh, finally, your one word answer to complete the sentence: As I age, I feel. I feel strong. Nice. This has been such a pleasure, Raina. Thank you for coming on and sharing Spicewell with us. I can't wait until we see it on supermarket shelves. Uh, before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you in Spicewell? Well, thank you so much, Katie. Um, we are online. We're at thespicewell.com. You can find us on Instagram at thespicewell and TikTok as well. And uh, we're also on Amazon, but there's an SEO issue. So I would love any help of searching for Spicewell with the quote marks, because that is apparently what you need to do in the beginning. We can do that. We can do hard things. So we're into that. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Raina. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next Monday when addiction recovery advocate and lawyer Lisa Smith joins me to talk about sobriety in a world obsessed with alcohol and being buzzed. Thank you to everyone who took time to rate and review A Certain Age over on Apple Podcasts last month. I see and appreciate you. If this is still on your to-do list, make today the day. Simply find A Certain Age on your podcast app, scroll down to the bottom, and tap on the stars to rate or leave a written review. Because both matter. Reviews and ratings help other women find the show. 
Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties.